0: Hey Sanctuary family, so good to be with you this morning on the broadcast. My name is Mike, I'm a leader here at Sanctuary and specifically on uh, a leader on our prayer team. We are right now wrapping up First Seek, uh, where we have dedicated the month of January to start the year with an extra focus on prayer, worship, and fasting. And we've engaged all these activities as ways to help us grow in our hunger for God, our openness to what he wants to do in our lives, and a passion our love for him. One area in in particular that we've been leaning into, and we want this to be not just for January, but throughout the year, is becoming more open to the supernatural aspects of what God wants to do among us, beyond what we might consider normal or ordinary parts of our lives. And specifically, we've been talking about prophecy. Now, I know that already off the bat, I have used a lot of words that are not common for 21st century conversation, um, and you're hearing things about the supernatural and prophecy, you may not uh, know where you're at in regards to your relationship with Jesus. You may not even believe in God, but I invite you during my talk, during everything I'm going to say, suspend that for just a little bit and see what happens in your mind and in your heart as I talk about the things I'm going to talk about and see where it takes you. So back to that word, what is prophecy? Prophecy. A lot of different things might come to mind when you hear that. In the context I'm going to talk about it, it's actually something very simple. Prophecy is hearing what God is saying and sharing it with others. Hearing what God is saying and sharing it with others. We believe at Sanctuary that God is not distant, disengaged, or unavailable, but rather that he is present involved with our lives, and more than that, he loves us deeply and wants to have a relationship with us, including wanting to speak to us in ways that we can perceive. All throughout the Bible, the story of God moving through human history, God repeats that his desire is to be with us. The biblical book of Ezekiel uh, says, uh, quoting God, I will make my dwelling place among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. We believe that Jesus was God in the flesh, living out that statement, living among us as a human being. And beyond that, we believe that after his death and resurrection, he took things to the next level. Jesus said that he would send his spirit, the Holy Spirit, to live among us. In some mysterious way, God taking up residence in us, in our hearts. Again, I know a lot of this stuff sounds wild and wacky, but just keep tracking. The Apostle Paul, who was one of the foremost leaders of the church, the early church, which is what we call humans around the world who have joined God's family, Paul wrote a letter to one of the church communities that he helped start in a city called Corinth. In that letter he said, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? For those of us who have put our trust in Jesus and joined this family, this is our mind-boggling reality. Paul talks in this letter about uh, how the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit living in us, gives us what Paul calls spiritual gifts. These are abilities that God gives us so that we can be empowered by him to love each other in unique sort of turbocharged, superpowered ways. If you were at our in-person gathering last week, you heard Pastor Dexley talk all about this. Uh, he left off uh, mentioning this, this verse, this line from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. It says, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. This is a specific encouragement that Paul gives this early community of Jesus to use as a means to love each other well. He says, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. That may be very different than what you have in mind when you think of the word prophet. Maybe you think of an old guy in ratty clothes and a big beard just talking about judgment or the end of the world, uh, or or specifically things only about what's going to happen in the future. But prophecy in this context of God uh, through scripture inviting us to participate in this as a church is more general than that, and it's about just hearing what God is saying in order to do those things, strengthening, encouraging, and comforting each other. And as we've been seeking God together as a church in this season, we've identified this invitation from scripture to learn as a community how to hear his voice and share what we're hearing well, so that empowered by his spirit, we can love each other better than ever and build each other up into the fullness of what God has for us. We believe this is an invitation not just from Paul for ancient communities of Jesus followers, but for all Jesus followers throughout all history and specifically that it's something that God's inviting us right now at sanctuary to in this season. Now saying all that, you likely have some objections or at least some hesitations about all of this. One is, how do we know if what someone is sharing is actually from God? Right, if I think I'm going to go hear God, I'm going to engage in prophecy, how do I know that what I'm hearing isn't just my own mind, my own imagination? Or what if someone is being blatantly malicious, claiming something is from God, but making it up for their own game? People have done awful things in the name of God throughout history, from medieval crusades to corrupt televangelists. And even there are just some people who are earnest but misguided and just getting it wrong these objections are valid. All of these things happen. Maybe that's not your objection, but maybe you've had experiences with a church that engaged spiritual gifts, but there were things happening that were wacky, messed up, or downright abusive. Toxic leadership, spiritual and relational abuse, hypocrisy, harshness, and judgment instead of loving community. There's so many examples of evangelical or Pentecostal or charismatic church communities that are really problematic, or even were just earnest but went over the edge in ways that were unhealthy. I've been in a lot of those environments myself, and I've experienced a lot of the harm of those things in myself and friends and family. Those are all valid. Maybe none of that. Those aren't your hesitations. But all of this is just really uncomfortable. The idea of everyone trying to, everyone trying to hear God and share what they're hearing sounds just prone to failure and like an absolute mess, a recipe for disaster. You'd rather stick with church as usual, studying the Bible, loving your neighbor. All of these hesitations are valid. One thing I love about the Bible that I love about Scripture is it doesn't deny any of these. In fact, the church in Corinth that Paul was writing this letter to was dealing with all of those problems. That's part of why he was writing the letter. Scripture teaches us how to manage these things maturely, lovingly, and boldly, which inherently demonstrates to us that despite the validity of all of these concerns, all these problems that can arise, as things we need to look out for, God still wants to speak and move powerfully among us, through each other, and teach us how to do it in a way that is healthy, faithful to scripture, caring, and considerate. There's much, I could say, from personal experience and much that scripture has uh, for us to learn. Like anything else, there's a lot to learn to begin to engage this. When I first started to seek out uh, this stuff years ago, I had all of these concerns. I worked with a mentor of mine from another church I was part of uh, before Sanctuary. I worked with that mentor for months before I felt like I heard God say anything to me. But I was persistent because if this was real, I wanted it. And eventually, I did start to perceive things that God was communicating to me. And often these would be confirmed by other people who were experienced in this area who would hear the same things from God without them ever communicating with me. We would both hear the same message. And the things I heard sometimes didn't even uh, always make sense to me, but they were often incredibly meaningful and a blessing to the people that I shared them with. I was just being a carrier of the message that God wanted to share with them. Now, these days, I would say after years of practice and, and learning to recognize the voice of God, I would say that it's common to be praying with someone and feel like God is sharing something with me for them or them for me. And it's been an absolute game changer for my life to become saturated with words of strength and encouragement and comfort from God on the regular. It's an entirely different way of living to have God as a friend and as a savior and king like that. And this is something that's been growing in our whole church community. So, I thought it might be helpful for me to just talk with some of our other leaders who are, uh, even, who are much more experienced than me in this area. So I sat down on Zoom with them and had a conversation about what this has looked like uh, as it's grown in our community. Well, thank you guys for hopping on. I really appreciate you doing this. Um, just to start off, could you introduce yourself, who you are, what congregation you're part of, how long you've been at Sanctuary?
1: I'm
2: Kareen Fisher. We're a to <laughs> act, and she was gonna. I'm just talking <laughs> Kevin Fisher. Uh, we've been at Sanctuary. It'll be three years in February. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And we're on the east side. Yeah, love it. And
0: y'all have a couple of kids too, right?
2: Yes. Elsie yes. and Flora, six and
0: two. Loud. Loud. Both of them. Makes sense. Um well yeah we're talking about prophecy hearing from god and sharing uh what he's saying uh to us with other people um and i would just wanted to get a sense of like what does that look like in real life like personal life context of being in community so i want to open with a question of for someone who's new to this uh mm-hmm. like when god is speaking to you how do you notice that that is happening what is that like how do you know that, uh, that it's God and not just like yourself or something else? Mm -hmm. I was
1: saying to Kevin earlier that, um, just thinking about this topic and how it's, I think that's something I'm still learning. Like, it's not like just like I've arrived and I just know immediately that it's God. Um, I think the sense of, you know, hearing his voice is getting, is getting clearer, which is cool, but I still do struggle with like, was that me? Was that a taco that I ate last night? Was, you know, um, but I think in general, like when I hear his voice, it's so encouraging. I'm, I'm generally not that encouraging to myself. So if I hear something that is just beyond what I would have, you know, said to myself, like I, I, feel that that lines up with scripture. Um, It's encouraging. And I know that the enemy is not going to be encouraging me um, or saying kind things to me. So um, yeah, I tend to lean into that and then be like, God, is this you? Mm. Mm.
2: I'd say for me, like over time it's changed, but a lot of the times it'll be sometimes it's a word sometimes it's actually like a word and like oh, i'm hearing this word mm. over and over again mm-hmm. uh, other times uh as a relationship's grown with god i'll see things like oh mm. like, hmm, this is interesting and i'll say it obviously there is the fear of like oh, is this going to be wrong and like if if you heard wrong it's okay there's that humility side of it and the grace side of it But you have to at least step out and try mm. when sometimes you stay.
0: Oh, go ahead, Karine.
1: Oh, sorry. I was going to say, sometimes I'll even just like wake up with a song in my Mm. head or um, a word or just like a picture, like in my mind of like, oh, wow, like, I don't, I don't know why I'm thinking of this or even like a person might pop into my head. And I feel like God's like encouraging me to, you know, pray for them or, Mm. you know, to maybe to encourage them, but.
0: Yeah. So it sounds, it sounds like a lot of it is about. Being careful to listen, where it's not necessarily this like um, big, bombastic, loud, booming voice, mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. sounds more like it's maybe a little subtle, like you, you could oh, miss yeah. it if you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've noticed that at least in terms of what God is doing in our community lately in the past mm-hmm. months and years, so much of prophecy seems to be about not, not about just what one person is hearing, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: about what multiple people are hearing together or like God is giving different mm-hmm. people, uh, pieces of the same puzzle. Yeah, you talk about that, that dynamic, or even just some of the spaces, um, within sanctuary where, where that has been happening and what that's like.
1: Mm. Um, so Tuesday, I don't know, for, for whatever reason has always kind of felt like prayer day in sanctuary community. Um, there's the early morning prayer crew, which Kevin has kind of been more a part of. And then there was the nighttime altar crew, which he, you know, sometimes would pray with me um, at that time. But then I sort of started just doing more of the nighttime and Kevin was in the morning. So um the nighttime I think like basically right from when the pandemic started, we were doing it on Zoom. And I I know that um, that's kind of like when I joined it, but it had been going th- long before I ever became a part of it in person Um, but I can just speak from you know what I've experienced in the the Zoom prayer from like when the pandemic started through you know until recently um, was real is really a powerful place like the everyone it's really cool like just all even people who join for like a week or two like sometimes God will just share A picture with them and then they'll share that with the group and then someone else will have a different piece and then someone might have another interpretation of what they Mm -hmm. think that that means and um it's really awesome just it feels like a journey like it feels like you're going on this adventure with people through prayer I it's I don't know I love it
2: I think with that too is it doesn't make it about one person yeah like mm. if it would feel weird going into it and say, if it was always me with a word, like that would feel very strange to me. Mm. Um, So it's always awesome. It's like, Oh, that's interesting. Mm. And then it starts to connect more and more, but because mm. of that connection, mm-hmm. like I'm seeing it now, like it bounces off everybody, but it points back to God. It's like, I'm feeling like you're saying this to mm-hmm. each of us in mm-hmm. a new way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are the next steps we need to take?
1: Yeah it feels like a map almost like you, Mm. you know, everyone has a, like a piece of it and you're trying to figure out this puzzle and it's, it's, you just can't do it alone, but with, with a group, Mm. a God, you just see him move and it's, it's really exciting. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so bring it down to the, like the more personal level, do either of you or both of you have any stories of times when you feel like you've experienced God's love from something that He spoke to you through a prophetic message, particularly from someone else. Mm-hmm. Can you share that? You go? <laughs> yeah, if you want
1: to. Um, so, I have a story. Um, one time, I received a prophetic word from uh, someone at our old church, and I knew that this person, I just really wanted to hear from God. I wanted to hear, I just wanted to hear him. And I wanted to know that, like, this is not just this person encouraging me. This is. This person was
2: very, very highly, highly prophetic. So it's like sometimes, like, this person always has a word and you want to know, like.
1: Yeah. But they didn't know, like, enough. This was just like a very specific detail that, like, they wouldn't have known otherwise. Like, they just, there's no way.
2: I, was, I wasn't saying, like, someone doesn't have to be highly prophetic in order to give a prophetic word. I was saying it in regards to, you kind of always go to this person for a word because you kind of know that they're going to have one. <laughs>
0: yeah. The I mean, to me, ahead. that's you guys. <laughs> <No. Great.
1: laughs> no, 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 no. This, this was like, this was this like, was like level, God,
2: like... I need to hear from you. And yeah. I need to know that it's you and not not this person.
1: Yeah. And there's no, there's no way that this person would have known this. So when she delivered the word and said, okay, this is really weird. I just, she said, you know, I, I feel like I hear God saying this to you. And if I say what he said, it's not going to make sense to you. But to me, like when she said it, I burst out laughing because there's no way anyone would have known it. No one, like, maybe not even Kevin, it was just so intimate between God and I, that he would have said that to me. And I just like, I don't even know if I fell on the floor laughing, but I was really just hysterically laughing. Cause I, I cannot
0: believe that it just,
1: it's such an intimate thing. And it's like, Oh my gosh, God, like, he hears me. He was reading my mail. Like what? Mm -hmm. So that was just super special time. I
0: mean, I think these kinds of things are things that God has been stirring in our community and wants to see more and more of. Like, I think he's got some things to say. Yes. What would you say to encourage people to do to like lean into this invitation from God? Like, mm-hmm. like what do we do to start going through this journey? It's
1: mm-hmm.
0: a great question.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I would say going in, knowing he wants to talk to you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He's not, He's not um, trying to make you earn it. He's not trying to mm. manipulate you in any way. Mm-hmm. He wants to speak through you to encourage his body and other people who really, know, really need to know that they matter and that he cares about them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. definitely. And, and just, I think, even praying that... Like, if, if you are hesitant to hear his voice, um, like, I, some, sometimes I still feel hesitant to hear his voice, even though I know he's good and I know that anything I've ever heard from him has been encouraging and loving and just, you know, representative of Jesus. Like, I, um, I still feel some type of hesitation sometimes. So I would say just um, pray that God will remove the hesitation, help you to, to be open to listen, um, pray for even like a willingness, like just being honest, saying like, God, oh, this, this freaks me out. This is, this is weird. <laughs> like <laughs> I've heard things about people who say they hear God and it sounds weird, but
2: yeah.
1: you know, but, um,
2: yeah. If anybody says thus say it, the Lord just run
1: <laughs> um, unless it's
2: actually Jesus and then it's okay. Right.
0: Right. 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 <laughs> um
2: but yeah
0: love that well thank you guys for doing this and and I um I had when I reached out to you uh, I had talked about the idea of like if you could listen take some time and listen to see if God would share anything with you to share on this call and Kevin I know you said that you felt like there was something that, that you felt like God brought to you what was that
2: um, yeah, it was, I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of people out there who are scared to hear what he'll say. And I don't know if that means you're worried he's going to send you to, you know, evangelize Antarctica or, <laughs> you know, oh, I'm going to have to give, no, I, um, I can say that God has shown me things in different parts of my life and I didn't understand it, but I did it. And the blessing that came with it
1: Mm.
2: built, made me, made me more intimate with God Mm -hmm. at the same time built up my faith and my hope. We're actually sitting in one of the answers to a prophetic word that Karina and I received Mm -hmm. a while ago. Didn't know how it's going to happen, but because we stepped out in obedience, even though we were scared, God literally was like, you obeyed. I keep my word.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. So good. Family, this is a journey that we're really just beginning together. And while it's true that there's so much for us to learn, the first step is actually incredibly simple. It's just listening. I'm actually going to pause again for a bit. I want to invite you, despite all of the challenges or anxieties, Give this a shot. In a moment, we'll cut away from me and leave a few minutes of quiet. If you are watching by yourself, take a moment to settle and quiet yourself internally. Ask God to speak to you. Take a minute or two. Notice what comes to mind or bubbles up in your heart. Write it down without filtering it. Just get it all out. Then look back over what you wrote. Ask the Holy Spirit to highlight anything that was from him or build on what he's already shared. If you're with someone else who's also willing to try, ask God to speak, ask God to speak to you, to give you something that you can share to strengthen, encourage, or comfort each other. It can be helpful even to start with a specific and like silly fun question. For example, God, if this person were an animal, what animal would they be? And then if an animal comes to mind, you can share it. And it's okay to say, I'm not sure if this is from God or my own imagination. In fact, that kind of disclaimer is really helpful. Ask the person if that animal means anything to them and ask God why he showed you that animal. And of course, you don't have to use that question. You can share anything else you feel like God is saying. Maybe you won't get anything and that's okay, but maybe you will. God is inviting us to take the step of faith by taking the time to listen. Let me pray for you as you go into this exercise. God, I pray that you would open our eyes to see you, open our ears to hear you in a new way, and open our hearts to know you more. Welcome back, family. If you just gave that a shot, whether you felt like you heard anything or not, I commend you and I honor you for your boldness. This year, we are leaning into the reality of being church kids. This principle that Jesus taught that to be close with God, we have to become more and more like children who know that their heavenly dad wants to be with us. We, I know that many of us do not have the best relationships with our parents but God sets himself up. He demonstrates himself in scripture as the ultimate perfect parent. A dad who wants to be with us and desires earnest seeking more than perfect execution. We want to be kids who believe simply that despite our struggles and our uncertainty, that our dad will help us along the way. And this, this one moment... <laughs> is not meant to be the totality of our pursuit right this is just meant to be a catalyzing starting place to help steer and propel us in the direction that god is calling us toward as a community we want to foster continually foster growth in this area and create spaces where we can learn and practice together i mentioned earlier that scripture addresses each of those objections and concerns in specific ways i don't have time today to dig in detail into each one of them, but they're important and they deserve time and attention. And we're going to create spaces to talk about them. So I wanna invite you to three possible next steps. The first is I wanna invite you to join us for a small group environment workshop where we'll dig deeper into this topic and actually practice hearing from God together. It'll be an opportunity to ask questions and talk about our hesitations and process that in community. So if you want to do that, just I invite you to click on the link to the online connect card. Uh, there should be a button that says "Hearing from God" or something similar, maybe prophecy workshop. Click that. We'll send you more information about that. At the end of uh, at the end of this broadcast, for a second possible next step, I invite you to join us on Zoom. We'll have breakout rooms with our prayer team who can pray for you, uh, pray for you to hear from God, or ask God to give them a prophetic message to share with you. And of course, they can pray pray for you about anything else that is coming up uh, as you're, you're listening today. The third possible next step, practice with someone. Find another Jesus follower, maybe someone from your home church if you're in one, and once a month or once a week, practice asking God to share something with you for the other person. This can even be done by phone or on Zoom. I invite you, whether you take one of those three things, uh, multiple of them or none of them, I encourage you to sit with this word wherever you are in your excitement or objections and hesitations about this. Bring that to God and see where he leads you in your heart on this journey. Let me pray for us as we close. Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, God, I thank you for your love for us and I thank you that you're involved, present, living among and in us. I thank you that you want to speak. Lord, I pray that you would stir our hearts to want to hear you, to want to love each other through sharing uh, your words with each other. I pray as a church that you would stir us in boldness, but that you would also help us grow in maturity and do this in a way that is healthy and in line with what you desire and what scripture lays out. God, I just thank you for what you've already done, and I'm so excited for what you're going to do through this in the future. We praise the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a good day, church.